Hey, how are we doing? Welcome to the show. Um, I wondered if you could just do me a couple of favours. They'll only take a second. Number one, if you could click that little plus button, that little follow button to subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the show, that would mean the world. Thank you so much. And lastly, if you do enjoy the show and you know somebody else that might enjoy it, could you just share it with them? Let one person know about the podcast and let's spread the movement, right? And lastly, if you get time and you get two minutes, just go down to the reviews and let us know what the show means to you and what you get out of it. I appreciate it. Thanks, lads. Enjoy the show. Yes, yes, yes. We are live. We're in. We are show something like 377. Man, we're flying through the shows, right? How exciting. Man, my body is killing. It was all beat up after that 34 miler yesterday and then my boy dragging me to the gym. I slept, slept like a baby, man. I slept like a baby. So, um, something a little different today. I am no relationship coach. Um, but I think that some of the things that I'm going to teach you this morning are pretty much common sense. It's maybe some of the things that we're not doing within our marriage. Um, and it's about making your marriage work, right? About making your marriage work and some considerations here. I've got kind of got six considerations here that um, I want to share with you. Um, so that you can go away and start making, maybe making a little bit more effort within that marriage. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Rise to Thrive show. I am your host, James Borman. And if you are coming through, then please do hit that love heart button. Let me know that you're at least watching. Okay. It's, it's really important for me to know that, like, even if you come through and you watch half of it, you're still about. And what I want you to do in the comments, right. And it's also important to engage, right? It's important to engage, otherwise I'm just sitting here talking to the phone on a seafront shelter, all right? So down here, I want you to be honest, and I want you to be brutally honest. Could you do more in your marriage to make it even better? Could you make your marriage even better if you put more effort in, okay? Be honest. Be honest. Cool. And by the way, if you haven't already, um, I'm running a training on Thursday night, 8, 8 p.m. GMT, um, on how to manage your time, your energy and focus to feel less stressed, right? A lot of people are struggling with that at the minute. So we're going to do a workshop on that. Cool. Um, there's no right or wrong here. These six, six points that I'm going to kind of um, go through are, you know, I've been working with guys a very long time now. Um, uh, been married twice. Um, first time I wasn't leading myself, so obviously it didn't work out. And second time I am leading myself and it's working out incredibly well. And when I look at my wife, um, <coughs> what I see is a woman who, um, supports me, who's independent. Um, I see a woman who is my rock, is the person that makes me feel, um, alive. She is what I would say literally the other half of me, um, Whenever I'm in doubt, she picks me up um, and she really makes me see sense in the world. You know, um, I'm, uh, things are pretty busy. You know, she's been there along the, uh, alongside me the whole journey of this self-discovery of building this, um, of building this man coach, right? So I've always felt I owe it to her to be the best husband that I can possibly be. You know, she's only been my husband, so she's only been my wife. Um, for about eight months, but we've been together 10 years and I've improved in myself over that relationship because, you know, I haven't been showing up 
as, as the boyfriend or the fiance or um, that I could have. And the things that I've always tried to work on myself was to always be a more understanding, um, understand what she's going through, understand the different needs. Um, and it's something I'm constantly working on, which is why I wanted to share these six points. And these six points are really things that I've learned about relationships for me personally, but also working with like lots of guys, right? Lots of guys. So number one is respect her space and her wants. Respect her space and her wants. All right. Um, it's not just you that needs time out. Right. This is one thing I always talk to people. I always talk to you. You need to make sure you prioritize yourself. She equally needs to make sure that she prioritizes herself. And she might not necessarily turn around and go, right, I'm going to get up and go for morning routine or I'm going to get up and I just need to go away and have a coffee by myself. And this is one of the things that I've learned. It's trying to offer that opportunity to her. So it's kind of like if you can see that she is stressed, if you can see that she is overwhelmed, either by being a mum, working in that career, putting up with you. <laughs> but if you can see that like there's those times suggest, look, if you fancy going for a coffee and just having a bit of your own time, I'll take the kids. I'll sort out the dinner. You go and have a bit of time. She'll then end up becoming that best version of herself. And that's the whole point of, right, trying to build that relationship. If, if I'm working on you and you're doing really well, and then your wife's not in such a good place, there's going to be a huge disconnect, right? Morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, there's going to be this huge disconnect. And I'm not saying, and, and what I've put here, respect her space and her wants, right? Um, the wants are... She probably doesn't want to do the man coach stuff. So don't try and implement that on her. Because basically what you're turning around and saying is, you're not up to scratch. You're not really on top of your game, are you? And it takes a particular conversation to turn around and say, like, <laughs> I don't feel like you're showing up maybe as you want to show up. There has to be a discreet way. And you constantly turning around and forcing everything I'm doing with you on her just highlights that and makes her feel probably uh, insufficient for you. So respecting her space and wants is understanding that actually she probably doesn't want to do all the things that you are doing. She has her own uh, hobbies, her, her own wants, her own needs, her own things that she wants to be getting on with, right? And you've got to be able to respect that. And I think that's why it's important to respect her space and her wants and support them as well. Does that make sense to everyone? Let me know if that makes sense. So the next one is uh, I've put here, don't force her to want your wants. Okay. So like if you want to go to watch a football game, a Premier League football game or a Division One Premier game or whatever, Champions football or rugby, or whatever. Don't get the arse just because she doesn't want to go with you. If she doesn't like football, then she doesn't want to go to football, right? Would you go to a fashion show? Probably not. Um, so, forcing her to want the things that you want 
is counterproductive. And I've come to learn this in terms of Gemma always has the things that she's into. She's very much into horse riding. She's very much into um, her animal physiotherapy. She's very much into her friend. She's very much into like doing her stuff. She's not into anything that I do with the man coach. She's not into all of that personal development stuff. Do you know what I mean? She likes going to the gym. She likes hanging, being a great mum. She likes doing all of those things. So I'm not going to force her to come to my seminars or force her to come and do some of the things that I want her to do. I want her to have her own interests, her own hobbies. I want her to be able to go and do her own thing because that then gives her that level of independence that she wants and then we've got something to talk about, right? If she ends up feeling like she has to or is obligated to come and do everything I want to do or if I'm saying, why don't you have a morning routine or why don't you have some structure or routine or systems in your life? You know, it would just feel like, again, like I'm forcing my wants and my what I need for me on her. And I don't think that's healthy in a relationship. I think one of the things, number three, is sharing your vision with her. Now, there are different visions here, and it's quite interesting, I think, to always think about what is your vision for each other. You know, sharing what your vision is for the year, sharing what your vision is for each other. Like, our vision together is, is to bring up our family together, is to go travelling together. Like, we've got visions to want to go travelling in a couple of years. We've got visions to bring up the girls, we've got visions to try and take as many adventures as possible together, supporting each other. But then I share my visions about what I want to achieve in my career and myself personally, and I say, do you have any? Like, what are you trying to aim for? And it becomes a topic of conversation. And we put them up together, and we put them up on the board, and it's kind of like creative being created together. Because one of the things that couples do really well all of the time is sit in front of the TV. And when you sit in front of the TV, you're either on this, or, like you're just watching the telly, you're not interacting. So... Sharing and talking about your vision, talking about the future, talking about the things that you want to do, it kind of really promotes, like, a togetherness. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're a team. Like, that's our quote, is that me and Gemma will say, we're a team. When I'm 20%, she's 80, she picks me up. You know, when she's 20% and I'm 80, I'll pick her up. And when we're both 20%, we'll pick each other up. And I think that's what's important to understand, right? in terms of moving forwards. Let me know if this makes sense as we go along, guys. Let me know if this kind of like resonates or these are things that you kind of think about. Um, number four, making time for each other. Making time for each other isn't watching telly, guys. Making time for each other. Making time for each other is actually like, even if you just have a date night once a month where you bring in a babysitter with, for the kids, right? Because what ends up happening when we don't do stuff together, we just move further apart. So it becomes complete and utter. You can become complete and utter um, disconnected. Okay, but you become completely and utterly disconnected. If you, if you don't communicate, if you don't do stuff together, if you don't talk about life, if you don't talk about the past, if you don't talk about the future. You know, one of the things that we all said is that we want to, like, at once a month, at least have... A date night, or like a proper date night, like going out. And we're going on Friday, because it's her birthday. Do you know what I mean? It is difficult. We do have, I do have four kids. She has two kids. Well, she has four, so, as well. So, but we've got two young children, so... I would only say that two weeks ago, we had a difficult conversation where we, I, I felt disconnected from the relationship. 
because she was so involved with all of the kids. She had completely like gone into her own world. She had stopped communicating and she didn't realise that. And since we did that, we were able to open up, we were able to like get back on track. And, we, and that's, the, that's the whole point, right? It's like doing those things together and making time for each other and actually recognising that these are the things that we have to make sure that we're communicating with each other, okay? Which leads me on to communication and understanding, number five. Communication and understanding. If something isn't going the way you want it to go within that relationship, there has to be a level of understanding and there has to be a level of communicating. And I don't feel like men are communicating enough what they're going through. Okay? I don't believe they're telling their wives that they're struggling mentally, that they feel the pressure. I feel like they think it's a burden. There's this, like, this, like, this, this stigma that I don't want to bother my best mate, your wife, like with this. And then all she thinks is that you're being miserable and you're being disconnected and you're not showing up and you're not being present. So communication and, underst and understanding is key. If I never had that difficult conversation with Jem, or I said, where are we going with this relationship? Like, then we wouldn't have got ourselves back on track. Then Jem wouldn't have known that she was starting to go within herself and slowly disconnecting. And that, if I didn't say anything, you then end up going down that road and that leads you further apart. And that, guess what happens? You end up completely separating. This is what happens when men completely consume themselves with work in their business or careers. They disconnect. There becomes that disconnect. That's why the divorce happens. That's why the separation happens. Okay? So communicating how you feel, what's going on, what needs to happen, how, how, you, how you feel, if some, you're not happy about something, is absolutely key so that you can both understand where you stand. Okay? Number six actually be present all right if you're in the house you're in the kitchen and you're in the same room with her but you're on this texting or working or scrolling you're not present and people laugh about it but there's a difference between hearing your wife and listening to your wife hearing your wife and listening to her you know when you're hearing right okay you know when you're hearing something um because you're not paying attention you're like what's that what's that what's that and if i'm doing something here and she starts talking to me Communication, I'm just finishing writing this text and then I'll be with you. Instead of going, yep, okay, and then she'll turn around and say, what did you say? And you go, I don't know. Like, so it's just a bit of understanding, right? And being present in the moment in terms of what she's trying to say to yourself. I think, I think men and women both think that everything's going to work out. We're just going to stick together that you keep going on and you're not connecting, you disconnect and you like, the dynamics change. It is hard to work in a relationship. It is hard to make a marriage work. It is hard to make a relationship work because you have to grow together. You have to evolve together. And some of those tips that I've given there are, are, are key fundamentals to making sure that you do do that, right? Otherwise we fall out of love. Otherwise we disconnect. Otherwise we wonder why we're in this relationship. And then you're in that conundrum of how do I leave this relationship? Well, there's kids involved, there's this involved, there's this involved, and then you spend your life unhappy. Time and energy and focus, there should be an element of it each day where we're dedicated to connecting with the person that we love the most in the world, right? You know, it is important. When the kids grow up and move, it's just you two. You know, once they've gone, it's just you two. That's why it's such an important relationship to develop. Anyway, 
That's the Love Doctor done. I hope that helps. Have a great day, and I'll see you Thursday night if you come to the training.